Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. <laughs> as Kristen shakes it for episode 40, <laughs> we make we made it. We're in episode 40, which is awesome. But I feel like it's not 50. Yeah, but I also heard that like 40s is your new 30s, you know? Oh, I don't know if that applies, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'm very excited for episode 40, okay? I think 40 is going to be like embarking on her new adventure, you know? Yeah, it's great. We have Lise Wilcox on, and she is someone that will introduce to you in just a minute, I guess. I don't want to like... <laughs> jump the gun or anything so you know she but... declares herself a professional human <laughs> so get ready <laughs> we're just trying to continually prep you for the best start that you can have to 2020 yeah and that's kind of we had this like little extravaganza we're trying to it was home and organizational last week now it's just kind of like this mind being the best human you can be yeah we hope your 2020 has been great so far basically is what we're trying to say yeah. to you and if it hasn't, but, this episode's going to make it even better. Yeah, it was what it's honestly, we got off this episode and I remember being like, I'm so happy. Like, like, and I just want to oh, give Lisa great. a huge shout out. She just put on her Instagram today that she is a cover model. She's on the cover of a magazine. She looks freaking nice. fantastic. And so shout out to her. She's just doing big gigs. I know. I'm proud of her. Well, let's... Um, I'm just going to ask how your week's been. I haven't chatted with you. You know, it's been a week and it's only, I don't even know what day it is, but it's Thursday, girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're recording guys. It's Tuesday, but we're recording on Thursday. See how we And we're this. recording after yeah. work hours. If anyone there's. Oh yeah. Kristen's told. Oh, hello. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Our children are asleep. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My husband is sitting in our room behind me on the wall watching TV on mute so that I can record in the That's closet. Insane. Hey, we do what we have to do because we love this. Yes. And we love our job. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it's okay. been a week. It's Thursday. I just found out that Lola has to have surgery. My dog. What? No, she had a cyst burst a while ago, guys, and it was really gnarly. And we went back in for her checkup this week, and they found that it is not healed. And so mm -hmm. they want to dig the whole thing out, which it's going to be like yeah. bigger than a half dollar. And oh, little baby. I know. And then, you know, it's just like they basically charge you an arm and a leg for it. But what are you going to do? It's not like I'm going to be like, I sorry, I don't want to get this potentially cancerous cyst out of my dog's back. I know. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. That just, it's shitty information yeah. to, to take. In. I just feel so bad because yeah. dogs just look at you like, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, I know, baby. Yeah. And she has to wear a t-shirt. She's going to have to wear a cone. Well, is she gonna wear <laughs> Lola won't move in a cone. Like if you put it on in a standing <laughs> position, she won't even sit. So we put her in t-shirts, which is so funny. So I just buy okay. t-shirts and she rocks them and does so well in it. So that was our week. Well, let's take a picture when she and put it oh. on our Instagram when she's in a t-shirt because a dog in a t-shirt oh, is just like so good. Funny. The other day I had her in a Creighton yeah. t-shirt when Creighton was playing and Adam was like, this is a joke. And I'm like, I mean, she might as well be supporting our team. <laughs> alum, alum. Lola's an yeah. alum too. Come on, Adam. Oh, yeah. How was your week? It's Thursday. Yeah, it's been good. Um, Kale had a lot of it off and uh, just 
it's been nice. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm a nerd out. Okay. Jeopardy? Yeah. Don't tell me. It's recorded. We recorded it. Okay. Is this so good? My husband is such a nerd. It, like, makes me fall in love with him every time we watch Jeopardy. I mean, I'm already in love, like, even more. Um, Yeah, it's so great. I just, I'm I'm totally enjoying Jeopardy right now. And that was actually going to be my yay, so I just ruined it. (laughs) But... I mean, how can you not enjoy having a cocktail and watching an hour episode of Jeopardy? I, know, I freaking love Jeopardy. It's so good. Man. So good. So, yeah, we're, it's been a good it week. Is. But, well, all right. You kind well, of already did it. Let's jump in yeah. to Yay and Nay with Wit and K. It's Yay and Nay with Wit and K. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you have a different Yay? So, I guess I, do you want to go with another Yay? Yeah, I mean, I can go with another okay. Yay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I will go with, we just recorded with someone that I really respect. I really love her. She's coming out. I, again, I don't want to take away from Lisa's episode, but we just recorded with the guest that's airing in February. And I just enjoyed that podcast so much. Like, I, yeah, it just made me want to be a better mom, a better listener, like just everything. So Honestly, I just enjoy this. Like my yay is this podcast, even when it's like, it can be, you're, you know, you're scrambling, you're trying to get stuff done. Like when I, when we talk with people like that, I'm just like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. I love that. And like, when do you get to talk to like people like her? I know. Like, why would I ever get to chat with I know. her besides the podcast? I think that's the cool part about this whole thing is like, we just have on like badass girls. Ben Higgins, yes, you're not a girl, but you're badass. But like, we are doing what we've always dreamt of and like encouraging cool girls and like spreading girls messages and mm-hmm. like just promoting other females feels freaking awesome. Yeah. It does. It makes me want to say girl power. Yeah. That's my, that's oh. my British accent. Oh. Spice Girls. If yeah. you didn't know yes. that was girl power. <laughs> does sound like an Aussie? No. Oh, <laughs> you don't sound like anything. <laughs> Oh my God. As your best friend, my piece of advice today is don't do that again. <laughs> power, power to the world. Spice up your life. Oh, Anyways, okay. Um, oh, by the way, Spice Girls came on the other day on Pandora and Blakely goes, I don't like this. I was like, you're not my, who you're, I don't know. are you? <laughs> She'll learn to like okay. it. She will. Okay. You know, my yay is music related. I just made my 2020 playlist on Spotify because I, that's all I do is listen to music pretty much all day long. And I'm currently obsessed with this song by Gavin DeGraw and Brett Young. So Brett Young's a country mm-hmm. singer. He's so cute. It's called Chapters. But Gavin DeGraw, why don't I listen to Gavin DeGraw every day? His Girl. voice. I know. I'm gonna put, I'll put I, it on I, Spotify or on um, iTunes so you guys can listen. Yeah, I want, I want the yep. list. I want it for TGL because Kristen, number one. Okay, can I just say all my CDs are like CDs made from Kristen. She was like the first to make mixtape <laughs> CDs. But she makes the best playlists, you guys. And yes, Gavin DeGraw, we, I listen on Amazon Music. It's literally Gavin DeGraw playlists. Love. Boy's just like whole body goosebumps. And he sings with this one part. And the best part is he says, I can hear God laughing about the plans that I was making. And I didn't know that he had so much better in store. And every time I just mm-hmm. get full goosebumps and I won't even let Adam talk. I'm like, shh. Can we, can we tell our Gavin DeGraw story? Because 
we need to try to this is who we need to get on TGL. How we got we robbed and we got him. to send it to our best friends. We got to okay. send our best friends. So guys, I was listening to 1047 Kiss FM in high school. Okay. And I got to the best radio station in Phoenix. Yeah, it is. And I was like calling in to get Gavin DeGraw tickets. And it was the One Tree Hill group, like their tour with him. I freaking won. Kristen and I are still obsessed with we One Tree Hill. We were in your parents' house. Weren't we sitting at that desk was, in your parents' house? No, no, no. I was, remember, I was driving oh. to Angela's and I did it. And then I called you. I'm like, we're going to Gavin DeGraw. Well, what happened? Because we're athletes. Freaking athletes. <laughs> Toot toot. Um, we had a basketball tournament and we had to miss Gavin DeGraw. We sent, we're like, all right, here's to our best friends, Lauren and Angela. Cody. They went, you guys? Uh uh-uh, uh, it was Lauren. I thought it was Lauren and Angela. Lauren and Cody. Oh, okay. Lauren and Cody. I, see, I can't even remember because I blanked it out. I just was like, they got you. pictures. They, they met them. They met everyone. They were like hanging out with Gavin DeGraw. I, it's like my number one regret of life. <sighs> so yeah, if you're Gavin. out there listening, you're welcome. Well, what our best friends are all of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm still pissed. I no, it I'm was like still 18 pissed years too. ago. Anyone know Gavin DeGraw? You need to help us out. Is basically what I'm, I'm just going to start okay. DMing the shit out of him. Gavin, Gavin, yeah. Gavin. Well, don't get too stalkerish, like you ish. You know, yeah. but, I did just reach out to a One Tree Hiller. Did you? You're on the podcast. Mm. I won't tell you who it is just in case it doesn't happen. And I want to sound like a loser. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. My name. Okay. My name is cleaning our fish. Bowl. Ew. Okay. Oh, we have the best fish. His name is Max. He's a beta fish. Mm-hmm. And I heard that if you get sea snails, but they're freshwater snails basically, but they're called sea snails, and you put them in their little bowl, it keeps it clean. Okay. Um, Wrong. <laughs> It does not. Those little shits don't do anything. So the worst part, it's not cleaning the bowl. I don't care. It's trying to pluck the snail off the side of the bowl. Yeah, I make Kale do it every time. Um, he he's like, you, this is terrible. Nurse. You like you you do like disgusting things all the time. I'm like, no. It's the fact it's this little sucked. Whoa. Adam was just saying like, I can't wait till Quinny asks for a fish, and I'm like. I can because I won't touch it. Like getting the fish out of it to clean the bowl. Nope, nope, nope. If it dropped on the thing, I'd just let it flap there on the sink. Mm. <laughs> You're so bad. Okay, I have a method. When you when that happens, mm-hmm. I have a method. And it's so easy. Max doesn't go anywhere. He's the best. I'm telling you. He really is. He has a personality. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, I'm not ready for that. That's my name. Okay, my nay. Right. My nay is yesterday... <laughs> This is the weirdest name. I was really craving these cherry gummies that are Valentine's Day candies that I saw at the grocery store. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about? They're like those big fat heart cherries gummies. And they're so freaking good. And I ate four, four of them. They're like maybe the size of like a quarter. I had the worst stomach ache for like 25 hours. Like, really? guys, I wasn't, like, going to the bathroom, but my lord, my tummy hurt so bad I wish I could have, and I threw the whole thing away. Girl, that's why you got to have smart sweets. I know. We need to get you some smart I sweets. I need some smart, because I love gummy yeah. candy. Gummy candy is, like, my kryptonite. Okay, we're going to we're gonna get you some <laughs> smart sweets. I have to give a shout out to smart sweets. First off, you can use TGL 10 for 10%. I'm going to order myself 10, some. 10% off of your order. 
Um, they just came out with a 3.0 version. Basically, there was one thing I always question in their in one of their products. Car- I'm not going to say it right, but it's like carginogen, carginogen. I don't okay. know. It's like a weird sweetener that suppose maybe is linked to cancer. I think a lot of people were upset about it. I was actually I never ate it because I just don't eat it. Anyways, it's out. They've like cleaned it up even wow. more. They're using a cleaner sweetener. Like, oh man, 3.0, you guys. So again, go going. to Smart Sweets. TGL yes, 10. And use TGL 10. Just a little shout out there. So I mean, we already ate all of our Swedish fish that we had of them. The Smart Sweet yeah, Swedish well, Fish. So I, I gotta get more anyway. So that's yeah, my nay. There you go. Because I freaking love candy. I know. Well, smart sweets. I know. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Okay. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> we are going to introduce Lise Wilcox to you guys. She is our guest today on episode forty, and I mean, again, Lise is a professional human. She's a mindset coach, um, and today we really wanted her on just to talk about self love, how kind of to train your mind and get in a good mindset for twenty twenty. So. Kristen, do you have any No, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to introduce her. So I went quiet like we were going. And then he looked at me. Without further ado, Lise Wilcox. Lise Wilcox. Hello, Lise Wilcox. We are so excited to have you on TGL today. A little intro for our listeners. You are a professional human, which is my new favorite title for humans. (laughs) A mindset coach. Your catchphrase that I'm going to just put on you right now is act as if you have what you already want, which we just love. And we're so excited to welcome you today to TGL. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. We have been really trying to focus TGL on Mm self-love. And when we found you, Whitney, or we actually got connected through Love Powered Co. That's right. right. On the podcast a little bit ago. So shout out to Anna and Lindy for hooking (laughs) us up with you and introducing you to us. We are so supportive. Yeah, they're so so wonderful. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and kind of how you got to this point in your life where you created the business you have today and kind of where you saw this need for change. Sure. So if you read my Instagram bio, which is really the best way (laughs) to get to know a person now, uh, it says I am a professional human and real life adult. And I stand behind that. Um, I am a speaker, a coach, a writer. um, And I really did. I kind of set out a few years ago amongst some massive personal change in my life, including divorce, including breast cancer and the treatment thereof. I really set out to get paid to be myself pigeonhole myself to be one thing exclusively. You know, I have three little girls um, on my own and I was doing all these things. I do a lot of social media influencing. And one day I was like, you know what? We were just doing a video uh, video series with um, a client. I was like, let's put my title just professional human and real life adult. Because I think that's really what I do is I help people make sense of the human experience in a really emotionally aware and um, kind of big picture perspective. I love that. Getting paid to be yourself. Like I want to be paid <laughs> to be myself. <laughs> Can I actually change your catchphrase to that? Because that is like the goal of what a lot of us are trying to do on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Is get paid to be ourselves and have people find us as fascinating as they find you. Oh, thank you. And it's created itself in a really genuine way. I'm always 
always reticent to use the word authentic because I feel like authenticity needs to come with like a little trademark after it, like authentic DM. Uh, but it really has. It's kind of built itself up in a very genuine, very heartfelt, very open and um, like real life lifestyle friendly way. Yeah. And you can tell because we always like stalk our guests and we were listening to a <laughs> bunch of podcasts and you are you're just like so soothing and like who you yeah. are. You you can tell by your voice that you're so confident. And I know that's what tons of us are craving. You know, I that's what I crave and I want my kid mm-hmm. to like feel mm-hmm. that type of confidence and to get there. Mm-hmm. Can you explain like I know well we're gonna get more into self-love, but I know mm-hmm. I want to get to your training a little bit. You're NLP trained. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that is? Because I, I don't of even course. know exactly. Yeah, you bet. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And so what that is, is effectively a user's manual to how your mind works. Because we really are. We are having this pretty similar human experience. And we're doing it kind of on autopilot. We, Most of us have no idea how our subconscious mind works, how our conscious mind works, how they work and dance together and figuring things out. We have no idea how what happened in our past continues to shape us in our present and future. And through my NLP training and my NLP work, I am able to help clients both one-on-one and in groups and kind of just everybody in my life, figure out what, like, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, this same pattern that keeps occurring over and over again, that's not happening by accident. It's like, oh, what do you know? I got into another toxic relationship. It's like, (laughs) yes, yes, that's feedback. Let's follow Mm -hmm. that feedback and figure out where it comes from. And, you know, with these NLP tips and tricks and techniques, I also have this like, arsenal at my disposal that I can help people one-on-one get very clear on what those old subconscious blocks are they've been hanging on to unwittingly that have been shaping their thoughts and therefore their behavior, you know, for the past 30 years of their life. It's incredibly freeing work and incredibly empowering to be a part of. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, it's not fun getting to the root cause, right? It, I mean, oh, it's not fun. It's not fun, but it's like I <laughs> no. feel like it's necessary mm-hmm. for f- to find like the big overall theme. I probably of this podcast is self love. To actually get yeah. to being able to accept yourself, you have yes. to get uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean. That's kind of everything you need to know right there, right? First of all, self-love really is self-acceptance. It's it's not, I don't think it's even enough to love yourself. You have to fully accept yourself, just like you accept your children. That's not like a negative thing. Well, I accept you. It's like, no, I love you without condition. You could meet anyone, do anything. I will love you because of who you are. And yet most of us are unable or maybe unwilling to turn that same kind of unconditional love and acceptance towards ourselves. And if you want to get to this, you know, we're all chasing all kinds of things, right? We think, well, when we get a bigger house, we're going to feel differently. When we have a better relationship, we're going to feel differently. When we finally connect, you guys are so lucky you have this friendship. A lot of us don't have that. When we finally find that person that we connect with, we're going to feel differently. And I'm over here being like, no, like put the brakes on. You can have that now because you can create that for yourself now. That's a really uncomfortable thought for people because suddenly it shifts all of the attention 
onto themselves and puts them in the driver's seat as being accountable for their own actions, their own choices, their own behavior, and in turn, what is showing up in their life. It's amazing how uncomfortable you get when you are the decision maker of your own life, when you realize that, like, you don't have any effect on me. I'm the only one that can affect it. And that is it's, it's so empowering, but it's so yeah. hard to do, I think. Yeah. And you, we, I listened to you on another podcast where you really dove into the act as if you have what you already want yeah. Yeah. and, but doing it responsibly. Yeah. responsibly. And that's, that's the, the key word right there, right? Is responsibly. It's so easy to be like, well, I really imagine myself as a super successful person. And I was on that podcast. I use so many like hyperbolic. I don't use the G wagon as an example, but yeah, if I envision myself as a really, really successful person, I'm going to go buy the G wagon. No, I'm not. I'm going to invest in my website because that sounds like something a, re- a responsible business person would do, right? Anyway, but yeah, you can act as if dating is another great example, a great example. If you really deeply desire a loving, committed union or partnership with somebody, stop dating idiots. Stop chasing (laughs) people who aren't texting you back. Stop investing all your energy in people who obviously have no interest in you. If you act as if what you want is already a foregone conclusion in your life, you can start like, reverse engineering your own behavior to be like, so how am I going to behave right now? Well, I'm not going to send them a naked photo because that doesn't serve like my highest self, right? What serves me is to focus on what makes me happy and makes me feel good and let somebody come to me. Where Sorry. were you when I was 17? Yeah. Like, Where was I when I was 17? This is taking a long time to get to. Mrs. So, Engler, yeah. who's listening, Kristen did not send naked selfies. Okay. That's what, that's what that made it kind of sound like. Kristen was I mean, not a naked, selfie person. a naked selfie. I'm just saying you can also consciously decide to not do that anymore. So I wanted to dive back into you had touched on self-love and like we mentioned in like our pre-talk, that's a big focus of us on TGL. I feel like self-love and self-care is almost becoming one of those dirty buzzwords that you hear on Instagram. Everyone loves it. Everyone wants to do it. But what is it? Like, Mm -hmm. what is self-care? How do we incorporate it? Because like, for like, I just would love to hear your take on self-care. And we're like, gonna get it, you're going to get a rant. I like, I hope you really want to know. <laughs> no, I love rants. <laughs> so what self-care is not is buying a series of somebody else's products that commit you to an obsessive regime in your life. That is not caring for yourself. You know, when I see people posting about like, well, all you have to do for self-care is like get up at six meditate for an hour, do the bulletproof group coffee thing, have a green smoothie, take this oil, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly it's 1130. I haven't actually started my day yet. Don't know how my kids got to school because that's apparently a part of my living my best life. It's like, (laughs) so that is disordered living, just like disordered eating, disordered dating. That is disordered living. If you have to commit to some kind of intense over the top, uh, routine, it's also, I think that's self-harm because you're just holding yourself to another standard. You can't fix. And what's amazing about the marketing behind this is like, oh, perfect. We've got them right where we want them again. We're going to sell them a problem that doesn't exist so that we can keep selling them solutions to chase something they will never solve. It's like, honestly, guys, like, why are we doing this podcast? Why didn't we invest in that? You know, it's like, it's just the worst. So what self-care is, is really taking care of you to make you feel like you are a whole person. So, you know, all three of us are mothers here, right? How would you take care of your kids? Well, when your kids are getting really cranky, what do you do? You put them to bed. If they're really exhausted, 
You maybe say no to that birthday party because they can't handle it. They need to stay home and chill out. If you notice they've been eating, it's, you know, Halloween or they've had a birthday party or whatever, and they've really been amping up on the sugar, maybe we dial it back and we consciously get some better, more uh, nutritious, dense foods into their diet. Similarly, if things have been really stagnant, they have been really chill, maybe that's exactly what they need is something they need a trip to the zoo. Well, spoiler alert, all of those ways in which we naturally care for our own is how we have to care for ourselves. It is literally attending to ourselves as if we're meeting the needs of our own child. And I'm a huge believer that we're basically all children. We wear bigger clothes. We drive fancier cars, maybe even a G wagon. <laughs> you know, like they give us mortgages and stuff. But ultimately, what we're doing is we're we're still this very tiny person inside who has all these needs, who is constantly screaming out at us to get these needs met. We're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Self care is truly listening to our own desires and our own needs, and showing up consistently in a way that honors those. Woo. I wish you were the trending self-care person on it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That's just like, I feel like that will change a lot of people's lives slash understanding of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. That is what we see. Take the essential oils, drink them, Mm -hmm. swallow them, bathe in them, and then do this and this and this. And it's like, okay, that doesn't fix me, help me, make me feel any better. No. And the other part of the conversation that is seriously lacking, and I talk about this a lot on my own podcast and my own content, you know, I do offer courses, like I talk about this specifically, is that people are only telling you a part of the whole. And the the stark reality that is not sexy, that is not marketable, that is not pulp culture friendly, is that we are having a human experience. And part of that human experience is to understand that sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes you feel like crap. Sometimes you don't get what you want. And guess what you have to do? You have to keep going. And you have to be able to continue on in the state of hope and faith and grace and really keep trusting that you're on the right path and keep listening to those clues that you're getting. It's very, very difficult when you have, you know, another intention fueling that. It's very difficult to say to people. And I I experience this as a coach. I want people to work with me. And I'm very frank with them that I'm like, listen, I don't know how you're going to feel after five weeks of working with me. I don't know. What I can do to support you is I can give you the tools to start navigating these different kinds of adversity or different challenges in your life. I can help you with that. But I can't promise that I have a magic cure for you or that you're going to feel magically better because you might not. You're still a person. Right. And I think you touched on something really interesting. Um, I was just chatting with my husband about this. And it's really sad to say, but as millennials, because we are millennials, like honestly, I feel like everything you just said with this whole like, you know, we think everything should be perfect or like get handed this and get hand – like the, we we should have gotten this job. What are you talking about? Like I'm so qualified for this job. But like you don't have the experience that the person next to you had or something – it's this thing in our culture right now that I'm really concerned about um, that everything should be rosy and perfect and everything comes to us. We don't have to work. We don't have to get into the nitty gritty. Like literally everything you're talking about here can be applied to, you know, daily life and your job, your life, your everything, your marriage. Like you have, you have to put work into it and we need to teach our kids that like, I mean, I'm, I hope this next generation, you know, it's not going to be like the millennials. I don't know. Not to rag on millennials. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Your point about like human experience is sometimes sadness. And I think yes. our generation, 
loses over the fact that sometimes you have to sit in sadness and that's okay. And sit in your grief and sit in the shitty parts of life because that's where we grow ultimately and learn. And you're right that like none of that is marketable. None of that is money. None of that is sellable. No. And that's like, I have a whole keynote called the paradox of positivity because again, you guys exist in this space too, that, and I know I've also been a part of it, you know, because I was just starting my own business. Like I, I really fed into it and I think I supported it and I really dialed back on it that, you know, like good vibes only no bad days, just think it and it'll happen. It's like, that is not entirely true. You know, part of the work of growing up and of expanding, which is the same thing. Like part of that growth work is to realize, holy crap, this is scary. I'm afraid of this. Oh my God, this is a major loss. All of those icky feelings, resentment, jealousy, anger, grief, it's all feedback. It's all an invitation to go deeper and figure out what it is that has yet to be healed. What it is that really scares us. Like it gives us such illumination on how we're actually engaging with our outer world around us and our inner world within us that when you gloss over it and you're just like, oh, well, you know what? Good vibes only. You're doing yourself a disservice because you're not actually feeling your feelings. And that just prolongs the action. It's like reaching for an extra drink. You're just kind of numbing the pain and not letting yourself deal with it. You're just kind of finding a shortcut. And our generation has had an entire lifetime of being able to do that because we've never really faced a massive or global crisis. Like really we, we haven't, maybe in the U S you guys have had more of, you know, glimmers into that, but we've never felt like the real global pain of something that's happening that's affecting us all. And it's given us this very cushy existence where we are accustomed to having no anxiety, having no adversity. And what it's doing is giving us more anxiety because we have no idea how to cope with the natural human experiences and emotions. Right. Life. Right. It's giving us anxiety around things that, like, if my grandpa, like, father and grandparents yeah. knew the type of things, like, that we were anxious yeah. about or worried about. I think that, like, I know his mind would have just been blown, you know? I mean, but Kristen and I really have talked about this too on the podcast where we've had to scale back on social media for ourselves because there are people that we are following. We had to, like, defriend people, not in a mean way, but being like, we can't follow you because I know for Mm -hmm. a fact that you are literally just rainbows and sunshine on Instagram, but I actually know you personally and like know your life. And I know that you're faking it. Like you need some help, girl. Like, and so for me, I've had to like, I had to scale back in one sense from somebody, you know, we have to almost have a reality check and maybe you can touch on this. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're starting to see this more. Like maybe it's starting mm-hmm. to pop up a little more of like the truth, the reality. People are getting kind of unfiltered on Instagram. Yeah. But do you think it can? we can do more? Like how can we do more in that regard? So, okay. So I, I always think there's this every, – I'm so sorry for this. It's just like this is where my brain is at, right? Everything is everything. There's a flip side. There's like we're all looking at one coin and we're constantly looking at both sides of it, right? And that's like – I think that's true for everything. But there's a slippery slope because you go from rainbows and sh- sunshine to, to the other side, which is what a lot of people start to do when they reach that tipping point of like, oh my God, I have been faking it on social media for the past 10 years or five years. And guess what? Now I have like, I'm crippled with anxiety and mental unrest. And so they go to the other side and they're like, actually, this is wrong. And this is wrong. And this is wrong. And I can't figure out my kids and parenting is the worst. And this is so hard. And it's like, no, 
that's not the right answer either. There is this like, you know, I had a friend, I was going through some stuff and I had a friend explain it to me in this beautiful way that she was like, you know, life is like a roller coaster, but sometimes we think that we're supposed to exist in these extreme highs and these extreme lows and everything in our pop culture supports that, right? Like I can't live without you. Like I must have you in my life where everything will collapse and things are so good. I it's just beyond it's so next level and things are so terrible. I don't think I'm ever going to come through it. What our goal really is, is existing in the middle. It's finding this balance of just like, I am having these feelings. I'm so emotionally aware that I know how to feel them when they come up and I know how to process them, process them and move on. That's not sexy. That doesn't sound very fun. It's like the best relationships. They're kind of almost anticlimactic because you're like, I just really like being with you. Well, you can't write me a song about how like, (laughs) I just like being with you. Like John Mayer would not have the same effect he has on me. It was just like, I just kind of like spending time with this girl. It's like, no, I want that pain. I want the pain. So I think that what's the answer for social media? You know, I have a very tight filter on, on what and on whom I consume. I am consistently drawn to the people that offer both because they are just being their authentic selves. And again, pop a trademark on that if you want, but they're really those people who are just living their life and maybe they're choosing to share it, but they're sharing it in such a way that does feel magnetic because it does feel like they've just given themselves permission to be exactly who they are. And that's really enjoyable. And, you know, I think that's like my mission is to give people that permission or help people give themselves that permission to like, you are already enough. You were born into this world enough. And the rest of it is just figuring out how to get back to that place. You know, does that make sense or answer your question? Definitely. Yes. It's powerful. I think it also helps me in my own head set boundaries on Mm. social with that in as like the core, you know, like like Whitney was talking about, like we've had to set boundaries with people and like friendships and like, that's hard as an adult to be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, thanks for your presence in my life, but it's no longer helping me. And Mm -hmm. so right now I have to set this boundary. And you kind of talk about that a lot. Um, I, one of your podcasts is like called that Yeah, and it's so interesting. And I just, but it's so hard. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just like, you're like, boundaries are popular, but but they're also negative. Like boundaries can be such a negative thing and they shouldn't be. We're in a new year. This is January. We have you on in like our big, um, well, you know, we're looking at all these different aspects of life and how to be better. So how can we set boundaries this coming year, 2020, in our lives to better our life? Well, new decade, right? It's, it's like double whammy. You've got the new you, new year thing happening from January and it's also a brand new decade. I'm already feeling the pressure of this because it's like, oh my God, what if I don't start 2020 in the right way? (laughs) So first of all, we all got to take a deep breath and like relax from that. It really is just another year. I am a huge believer in intentions and I love this idea of, I, every year I set a theme for my year and I, I use it as a touchstone to keep coming back to. And, um, boundaries are a great one to get comfortable setting because what they do is they, again, they kind of help you on your quest to live as the, as the truest version of who you are. So what I think we don't talk about enough is values, what our values are. Cause really when we want something, we're driven to that, not by like the, the attaining of it, but we want it because of what our values are tell us and how, and how we act and how we show up in the world. So when we can get very clear on what our values 
are, and I mean very clear, like write a list of what your values are. Suddenly, when you have a friendship that you're like, oh, I don't really want to see her or him or whomever. I don't really want to go out, but I just feel like an obligation to. I kind of feel really bad if I say no. I feel really drained though when I'm with them. And like, it always feels like so much work, but oh, I can't cut them out of my life. You go back to this values list and you're like, well, I really value freedom, laughter, peace, um, ease, whatever they are. If that person does not support you in feeling free, they don't align with your values. If you don't have a lot of fun and laughter with that person, they do not align with your values. If you do not feel an overwhelming sense or overarching sense of peace when you're with that person, they don't align with your values. And when somebody doesn't align with your values, it's very easy. It's like a handshake. It's like, well, oh, it's so simple. We don't share the same values. Therefore, this is no longer a relationship, right? It kind of does the hard work for you by guessing and second guessing and feeling, figuring out what you're going to do about it, all you have to really get clear on is what my values are. A relationship might not align with those, a situation or an opportunity. You know, I really want to take this job, but the commute's going to be this, the, the pay is going to be that. Suddenly, when you have this very clear sense of what your values are, you're naturally drawing boundaries because you're like, this either does or does not align with who I am as a person. And that essentially is the baseline of what, of like, what it means to set healthy, loving boundaries, to be very in touch with what you value and who you are. And if the stuff that you're engaging with meets those needs. Okay. I want to take that one step further because Mm -hmm. I love the idea of this and I think it's great. And I think everyone listening is going to relate to that and they're going to look at their values and they, I am thinking of a situation in my head. How do you do it? How do you look at that friend or that person in your life now, or that job that you have, or that situation Mm -hmm. and say, you don't serve me. And how do you do that? Because some people are looking at it like, I still enjoy, this person is a good human and I've been yeah. friends with them for 20 years. But right now in the situation we're living, they don't serve me. How yeah. do you How do you break up? I'm going to pull the ultimate coaching move on you, okay? <laughs> you tell me, how would you do that? So I had to do it with a friend recently and yeah. it, it, it ruined, we'll never be friends again. Did you sit down and have that conversation with them? Well, she wouldn't answer my call. So we did it via text, which was not my thing, but I'm a very passive person. I don't like confrontation. So it's very hard for me to be like, you don't serve me. But I basically just told her that every time she calls me or we chat, it makes me so anxious that I can't be a good friend to her. And I don't think that I can be the friend that she needed me to be. Yeah. But even in that way of saying it, she took mm-hmm. it so negatively that we'll, we'll never probably ever be friends ever again. And, and yeah, you, you never know. You never know. And if there's a door to leave open, I think you leave it open. Right. But right. I feel like that's, that's a really relatable experience. I've had that experience myself. I think for so many of us, like what makes us feel calm and grounded is to get this sense of closure in whatever situation we're in. So I'm having this feeling, I don't think this friendship serves me. I have to take action and do something about it. Therefore, we're going to have this conversation that like throws the flag on the friendship. Sometimes that's the right thing to do. Certainly in an intimate partnership, you have to do that. You have to physically go through the breaking up process with a family member, with a friend. It, sometimes that isn't the right choice, you know, maybe, and this is more of a passive approach, but depending on the relationship dynamic, this might work. Um, maybe you don't solicit an invitation from them. You know, you start doing your own thing more, or you cultivate different friendships, or you spend more time with your family. You invite them less 
into your life. And, you know, magically when they invite you to do something, oh, I'd love to, but you know, I'm not able to go. Sometimes depending on the dynamic, that is actually what serves both, both people best. Sometimes, yes, if there's an opportunity to heal a relationship, and I've had those friendships too, where it's like, I love this person. We are having friction. That's not good enough for me. I don't want to break it up. I want to talk about it. And, you know, we've gone through that process of when we spend time together, I am feeling this. And, you know, I would like to feel this way. This is how it used to feel, but I'm noticing now increasingly it's feeling like this. Sometimes if you were on the same page and both use those communication skills, you can do this with like the best intentions and you can have those real healing conversations. I bet you do this with your partners, right? When you have a fight, you're able to talk it through and be like, listen, I'm coming at you because I love you. I support you. And I just, this doesn't feel comfortable. I want to address it. Not every relationship is going to offer you that, that kind of closure. Not every relationship is designed to last. And that sucks because it's really, really painful. Sometimes it feels like it's shattering our illusions of who we thought we were, of who we thought, what we thought our life was going to look like. But sometimes you have those conversations. And I had a friendship like that, that I like, we thought we were soulmates. Like we thought we were twin flames. We were so close. And we had this incredible friction. We sat down to talk about it and it totally blew up. You know, we came at it again from a softer place and we tried to talk it out again. And it just became so clear that it was this, oh shit moment. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh no we've reached the end. So I don't know if that's helpful helpful or not. I think sometimes it just depends on who you are as a person, what your ultimate goal is and what the dynamic is that exists between you. And if there's a future in it together, trust that there's a future in it that can, you can heal. And if not, sometimes you have to let those, those people go in your life and it's, it's uncomfortable, even if it's the right thing to do. Sitting in the uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. I know it is hard, but, um, it's just that particular situation with Kristen, I think you were yeah. just two on two totally different pages of like how to handle the situation. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the other thing too. Like if someone's willing to sit and talk, like Kristen, I think you're more willing, even though you don't think you are to sit in un- uncomfortable, like once the conversation gets started, you're willing to be there. Yeah. But that person yeah. personally didn't know, like is not a, at, and this sounds bad, at a mature like to yeah. me place to be able to be like, you know what, right. I'm going to have a mature conversation and be like, yeah. yeah, maybe some of the blame is on me. And um, how can I fix that and work on that? So, I mean, there's so many pieces to the puzzle when you're ending, whether it's a relationship or a yeah. friendship. But again, yeah. I think as long as, you know, you did what you needed to do and you implemented yeah. a lot of what she's talking about. So and, well, and then, good about that. you know, we have this, we have this notion that if something doesn't last or something doesn't work for the rest of our lives, we think we're a failure. We think it's a failure. Well, I'm obviously a bad friend if I couldn't even get that friendship going. And when you kind of step back from that and realize, you know, we are all on our own individual path. We are all here to, to serve our own purpose, to learn and grow and love and expand, but we're all doing that in our own lane. And, you know, you imagine like, these lanes are sometimes they intersect and sometimes you actually go along the same lane as somebody else. And it feels so good. It feels so good to be in sync with somebody like that, where you just feel so connected. We all deeply desire connection because we are a social creature. And sometimes those paths start to diverge and we're like, Oh man, I messed it up again. If you are showing up as a person of integrity, if you were showing up 
and living your life in a way that feels really true and aligned to your values and the friendship doesn't work or the relationship or the marriage doesn't work, it is not a failure. It's just time to part ways. And, and we don't like to, we don't like to know that we, we yeah. like the romance of it, <laughs> but you know, then what you do is you take exactly, you take everything you learned in that friendship about communicating, about, you know, how you feel about an equal exchange of energy. And you apply that to your next friendship and voila, you've already created a better, healthy boundary that respects you as a person and keeps your needs at the forefront for how you want to show up and engage um, with your life. So many good tips for 2020 (laughs) in setting good boundaries. So that was awesome. We, I know we're going (laughs) to, we're going to dive in now, as we like to say to a fun little segment and change directions on this girl life. We like to play yay and nay with Whit and Kay. And it's, we talk about something where, something we're absolutely loving right now and something that we're just like, meh, maybe you're not loving anymore or it's just rubbed you the wrong way. So what's your yay and nay for this week? Oh, I mean, (laughs) yay for me is always going to be tacos. Always. And like the more, (laughs) the more street taco, the better. I do not want any like fancy anything. I want like street tacos from Mexico or the coast of California, like period. (laughs) Um, yes. Did you know that in 2020, um, Cinco de Mayo is on a Tuesday. Oh, that's just like, I'm already looking forward to yeah. that. <laughs> Get ready. Margarita's flowing. Taco's yeah. flowing. <laughs> what is your name? Oh, oh. Nay. Oh, this is going to sound so tired. I am really over people not being themselves. I am really over the constant desire to fake it and to like just to do stuff because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Like enough. We have so much access to information. We have so much access to thought leaders that like no more excuses. Like if you want to do something and it is the right thing to do for you, it's time. Like it's time to take responsibility and act in that, in that way. Yeah. No more drama. I love that. I like, Ooh, girl, that like <laughs> clapping sound. Like effect. I, I know I, even with my own family, it's like, if you want to do something, do it like my I'm gritting my teeth like I just I can't you know you can only help you can only go so far in encouraging people to like come on do it and you know I again you guys work in this space you talk to a lot of people you have a lot of influence tell me if this resonates for you you can get inspiration anywhere you can constantly find inspiration and that is so good it is so good that we exist in a world that you can look to anything and be constantly inspired there is a tipping point at which inspiration ends and action has to begin. And I, I think that like for where I am in my life right now, I'm like, all right, talk to me about inspired action. Like enough with just consuming the inspiration. Now, how are you going to channel that and, and start to show up differently? How are you going to show up inspired? I feel like that's huge, especially for t- like the start of 2020. It's like, I want to do this. I inspire to do this. I hope to do this. Yeah. I dream to do this. That's all great. And like, you have to have those dreams and that inspiration and that hope. But if you don't work for it, if you don't act on it, if you don't move your body in a forward motion to yeah. do those things, inspiration is, is just that it's yes. dead. That. It's, it's like just, dead. It's just another reach. 
It's mm-hmm. just another reach. It's like, great, I'll reach for more inspiration. And then I don't actually have to do anything in my life. It's like, no, you missed the point. You have to actually affect change. Girl, you are preaching to me because this is the year that I'm going to put pen to paper and write my book. And oh, I, awesome. Whitney, how long have I been saying I'm going to write She's a book? She's been wanting to write a book for a long time. And she can, I'm like so amped. I'm a, so, so amped. And, yeah. and so I really only, hope. Whitney and I might be the only people that buy it, but you know. Yeah, I will too. I am doing the same thing because it's been three years for me. And it's like 2020 is happening. It's yeah. just on. Let's do it. Yeah, We've been inspired. It. It's time to be active. Exactly. Oh, yes. I love that. You and Elise were doing it this year. <laughs> we already sold three copies. Yes. Right here on this show. Uh, so now that you're our new best friend, one of the <laughs> things we do on this show is we love to share the advice that we've received from our best friend. So one thing we ask every guest that comes on is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from your best friend? It, it really was, you know, that hard truth moment, that eye to eye moment of you alone are enough. And, you know, when she first told me that it was really hard and I didn't even know what she meant. This was a number of years ago. I didn't even know what she meant. Like I, the words angered me because I didn't understand and they really, really resonated for me. And, you know, maybe 10 years later, I'm at a place where it's like, wow, I have compassion for who that person was so greatly who didn't even connect with it. And for me, that's like, what powerful, tiny words in a short sentence to move you so far ahead in your life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I feel so inspired. Like I'm so happy that you came on <laughs> to be like our mind, like our 2020 start your mind off. Right. Cause you are such a light you are. You. And like, Where can everyone find you? Because they need to follow you. They need to follow your podcast. Share where we can find you. Thank you so much. Um, You can find me at leasewilcox.ca, L-E-I-S-S-E-W-I-L-C-O-X. Instagram is at leasewilcox. Um, I have a podcast called To Call Myself Beloved, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. When you have a really unusual name, you just like, you get all the branding. So yeah, it's basically look for Lise Wilcox online and you will find Instagram. I write daily. Um, and I do one-on-one coaching. I do private coaching. I do a lot of speaking events. So stay tuned. Yay. Well, Lise, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Happy 2020. We are excited for this. I can't wait to read your book. (laughs) Yes. Both your books. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Thank you for joining us. 